the evidence on the paper ballots, the evidence on the software in the machines. That's what we're asking to examine. Well, that's asking a lot. The evidence on the ballots? Huh. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. The White House doesn't think it's a lot to ask. I something right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. A lot to talk about today. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. I wonder how I get through the show. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle From Pacifica Radio in lovely Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in the City of Angels. Up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast and 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 93 FM WLRI. In Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM. In Palinville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP. In Bellingham, Washington on KZAX 94.9. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We're also streaming coast-to-coast and around the globe on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week, whether you like it or not. This is the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, citizen overseer and all-around swell fellow from bradblog.com thank you for joining us today for another thrilling action-packed adventure we've got uh, more court action today in where pennsylvania uh well which we will get to shortly that uh, a a federal court hearing in pennsylvania has just broken up in the uh, Recount 2016, the continuing tale of Recount 2016. I should say maybe the continuing tale of people trying to stop Recount 2016 for some reason that uh, I am sometimes hard-pressed to explain. Uh, but we've got a lot to explain, a lot to figure out today with all of this breaking news and uh, these uh, recounts in three. Actually, maybe, if time allows, Recounts in four states. What? I know. We'll get to that. Um, that was high. Hi, Desi Doyen. <laughs> hi. That's nice to hear from you there. Uh, let me start, however, however, with some some good news, some sort of encouraging news, at least, because I know a lot of people out there are feeling very concerned about where this nation and this planet is heading. Um, I know I'm one of those people who have those uh, those concerns, but it has helped me. And maybe it will help you to understand that uh, we are not none of us are going through this alone. We are all going through all of us are going through this. All of us are concerned or, or are scared, are freaked out about what may happen in a Trump administration. But the good news here is uh, I'm not going to have to deal with it alone. And you're not going to have to deal with it alone. We're all going through this. Uh, I've said it before. We're all going through this together. And in that, I take at least some comfort. Uh, I take some comfort today from the uh, office of the New York Attorney General, Eric Schneiderman, who responds 
to uh, the selection of a climate change denialist, Scott Pruitt, to lead the EPA. We've been talking about that this week. You talked about it, Des, on your uh, Green News report uh, this week. Yes. The um, Schneiderman puts out a statement. Schneiderman has been uh, doing great, actually, going against ExxonMobil and their climate denial that they have... Uh, this show that ExxonMobil has put on basically for the last, what, 20, 30, 40 Oh, yeah. More years. <laughs> the big, the big uh, watch that they put over the public. Yes, yeah. that's what Schneiderman is doing. Is uh, he is pursuing an investigation into ExxonMobil after those revelations from several investigatory reports indicating that Exxon's own scientists reported to them that climate change was happening and was caused by fossil fuels. Decades and ago, is yeah. yes, and, and is very dangerous back in the seventies, and that since that time, ExxonMobil has purposely paid people to not tell the public to and miss- not tell its own shareholders. To Right. To misrepresent the story to the public, to, to, you know, paid millions of dollars to climate change uh, denial outfits to, uh, you know, to to confuse the public about the science. Uh, So he's looking into that. And in as much as they have misrepresented, the company has misrepresented the facts about climate change and therefore the facts of their own company's worth which may become worth much less in the future as we have to stop using this uh, deadly oil that they produce. Uh, well, he put out a statement about uh, about Scott Pruitt, this denialist who has now been uh, tapped to head the EPA. He says President-elect Trump's reported nominee to lead the EPA is a dangerous and unqualified choice. As attorney general, and uh, this is uh, Scott Pruitt is an attorney general from Oklahoma. So Schneiderman knows him through the attorney general circuit, uh, (laughs) I guess. Uh, He says, as attorney general, Scott Pruitt consistently failed to uphold his responsibility to protect our nation's air and water. Instead, acting as an agent of the oil and gas industry at the expense of the American people every time. The science is clear, says Schneiderman. Climate change and the existential threat it poses to all Americans is real. Yet, as Attorney General, Mr. Pruitt not only denied the existence of climate change, but took steps to accelerate its devastating effects on Americans. If the EPA, under Scott Pruitt, fails to uphold our nation's environmental laws, I stand ready to use the full power of my office to compel their enforcement by the agency. As New York's top law enforcement officer, I am proud to be a leading uh, to be leading a coalition of states that is already aggressively fighting against fighting back against efforts to reverse the progress this country has made in combating climate change over the past eight years. Under the next administration, we will continue to defend the clean power plan to fight to ensure that the U.S. can meet our obligations under the Paris Agreement to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and hold the EPA's feet to the fire on its fundamental responsibility to protect our environment. That's a statement today from New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman saying, yes, he will use the law to force the EPA to force Scott Pruitt, if in fact he's confirmed as the next EPA chief, to force him to carry out the law. Uh, you know, there's a lot of concerns, justifiably, that uh, the people that Donald Trump is tapping to head up these federal agencies 
hate these federal agencies that they will be heading up and that they will undo so many of the laws, the federal laws that they are uh, responsible for carrying out. Undermining those institutions Mm -hmm. from within, from the top. Exactly. And um, they can't do that. At least they can't just stop enforcing uh, federal law at a whim. Uh, And so uh, I take some comfort here, at least, that Schneiderman says, yep, we know about it. We're not going to let it happen. We're going to take these uh, cases to court when and if they violate their uh, their responsibility to carry out the law. And uh, so I I take some comfort in that. And, you know, there there was all of these uh, Republican attorney generals who have been doing this exact same thing, state attorney generals who have been doing this exact same thing uh, against the Obama administration against the way that they have been carrying out the laws and and they have been those uh, Republican AGs have have been successful in various uh, numbers of cases. So there are also Democratic attorney generals out there. Attorneys general. Attorneys general. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, who, who are ready to take this fight and it's going to be a sort of a state by state fight. Um, but. You're not alone. And I just wanted to put that out. He also put out a statement about this guy uh, who's been uh, Andrew Pudzder, who's been tapped as the secretary of labor, a guy who has undermined labor. He heads up Carl's Jr. Uh, He says uh, Trump's reported choice to lead the Labor Department has done everything in his power to undermine the rights of American workers from driving down wages and opposing overtime pay. Even worse, Puzder presided over a fast food food chain that repeatedly stole workers' hard-earned wages. The fact that Puzder now reportedly has been selected to lead the same agency that uncovered wage theft at his restaurants is a cruel and baffling decision by President-elect Trump. And uh, Schneiderman goes on to say, yeah, he's not going to allow uh, the Labor Department to be undermined either. So um, just wanted to get that out of the way because that's some encouraging news. That's some good news. And that's just another periodic reminder that none of us are in this alone. We are all in this mess together. Speaking of messes... So that was the cheery part of the show, Des. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Not really. Um, here's actually some more good news. Uh, out of federal court in Wisconsin today, a federal judge this morning rejects the request to halt the recount of nearly three million ballots cast in Wisconsin in the presidential race. U.S. District Judge James Peterson told lawyers for the Trump-supporting Great America Pack and Stop Hillary PACs that their request to stop the recount in the state of Wisconsin was, quote, so clearly unwarranted. And there's never been indication that this count was flawed. He says, quote, it is crystal clear to me that I don't have the basis for stopping the recount, said Peterson in federal court. The PACs had... um, The Trump PACs had raised concerns in their suit that the recount could push past the deadline to certify Wisconsin's election results, so it's 10 electoral votes, uh, might not be cast for Trump because of the delay. Which but, they keep instituting. instituting. Uh, but the uh, but the state's top election official expressed confidence after the hearing that the recount would wrap up by the Monday deadline. 
Election commi- Wisconsin Election Commission Administrator Michael Haas told reporters after the hearing that the case did not even seem like a close call to us in the first place and that the election officials are in the home stretch of finishing the recount. He says we're happy that there was not additional complications thrown in at the end. Counties face a deadline of 8 p.m. on Monday to submit their recount results to the state commission. Uh, Haas says the state's 72 counties will all meet that deadline, and most have already already done so. Uh, the next day, Tuesday, is the federal deadline to certify the results. And then the following Monday, Wisconsin's 10 electors are scheduled to meet uh, to cast their votes for Donald Trump. Unless something changes, but that would be on December 19. The pro-Trump group said the time left very little margin for error in case problems arise in any of the counties that haven't yet wrapped up. That would not leave enough time to file a lawsuit if a problem arises. Therefore, they say we shouldn't count at all. We must stop counting entirely and just go with what we had originally. Um, the uh, they also argued that this court should not allow a candidate who received one percent of the vote to inject such baseless uncertainty and doubt onto the results and the legitimacy of the election. I guess by counting paper ballots, you basically you you baselessly inject uncertainty and doubt into the results by counting the ballots by having citizen oversight. That is what the Trump team is arguing uh, in Wisconsin in federal court unsuccessfully. Judge Peterson said that even if someone appeals the recount results, the state electoral votes will still get counted and the legal process would continue later. He said it wouldn't stop the Electoral College from electing Mr. Trump as the president. The country would continue to proceed. Mr. Trump would take office and that would be fine. And then we would continue if there was an appeal Peterson rejected the pro-Trump group's uh, request for an injunction to block the recount, adding that he may dismiss it entirely for lack of standing in the coming days. A Stein attorney told reporters after the hearing that the campaign was very pleased with with Peterson's decision. Of course, in Wisconsin, however, they are only counting a small portion of the ballots by hand. The paper ballots uh, that they have across about 85 percent of the state, the largest jurisdictions are counting by the same computers that counted them, either correctly or incorrectly in the first place. Who knows? We may never know. We may be able to do a, uh, you know, a public records request after all of this for either the ballots or the image, uh, the ballot images that are created by these computers when they are scanned so that human beings can find out if the results in Wisconsin uh, were actually correct. That might be nice. So that's where Wisconsin is at the moment. They are still counting. The counting continues. That's the only state in which the counting actually continues even if it's done by computers in much of the state. Uh, In Pennsylvania, calling it a fishing expedition, Pennsylvania election officials uh, asked a federal judge to throw out the Green Party-backed lawsuit that seeks a recount of paper ballots that were cast in the November 8 election and an inspection to determine whether election software was hacked in Pennsylvania. A very small portion of paper ballots there. Most of it is 100 percent unverifiable touchscreens. And that's what the uh, the Stein campaign has been asking to uh, examine, not just the paper ballots, but also the uh, the the computers that 
nobody has been able to examine. The only evidence of whether this election was hacked or was in error, etc., in Pennsylvania. The state attorney general's office in Pennsylvania, representing Secretary of State Pedro Cortez, a Democrat, attacked the recount effort by Green Party presidential candidate Jill Stein as an effort to undo the presidential election won by Republican Donald Trump. So this is not just Republicans who hate the idea of citizen oversight of our elections. You've got the state attorney general uh, in Pennsylvania representing the Democrat secretary, the Democratic secretary of state opposing any kind of oversight of the election. They argue that Stein lacks the necessary standing to challenge the election result in Pennsylvania because any change will not make her the winner. That's according to the state lawyers. That's exactly what we heard in Michigan. And that argument was successful uh, for the moment, in any event, in state court to say that uh, she doesn't have the standing to ask for a count because even if uh, the results change, she was so far behind she could not possibly win the election. Therefore, she is not an aggrieved person. Therefore, she has no right to find out if the election was counted accurately in the state of Michigan. Now, I would argue I was on a, a, a radio show up in San Francisco last night and and the host said, well, aren't we all aggrieved by this? Shouldn't any citizen be able to ask to make sure that the election was counted accurately, particularly if they are willing to pay for it, as has been the case with Jill Stein. And, yeah, I think we are all aggrieved parties here. But the argument uh, that worked for the moment in Michigan uh, is being uh, trotted out by opponents of election oversight in uh, in Pennsylvania today, where they had a court hearing on all of this. Now, um Let's see. Uh, here was the, the the challengers. Challengers were saying it is rank speculation to suggest that Russian hackers somehow flipped the vote. They wrote, and Stein's challenge is based on unfounded suspicions and acknowledges that it's possible no evidence of hacking even exists because sophisticated malware can be designed to disappear after carrying out its task. In other words, the attorney general uh, wrote in their filing. The plaintiffs want to audit machines even though they concede that there may be no evidence of anything when they look. So what he's basically saying here is that because uh, there could be uh, no evidence once they look and there could be no evidence because the malware programs that could be on these systems delete themselves afterwards, therefore don't bother to look at all. Because... It may have self-deleted, and I mean, it, it makes don't absolutely look. no sense. You're saying yeah. don't look because you might not find anything. Yeah, and this is the attorney general. I guess the attorney general in Pennsylvania should be careful to not investigate anything because if he does, he might find there's no evidence. So don't investigate anything. Um, Trump and the uh, state Republican Party have also opposed a recount or examination of software in the state of Pennsylvania. So Democrats and Republicans alike are against it. Uh, the Green Party lawyers in Pennsylvania say that the state has erected unconstitutional barriers to securing a recount. 
or otherwise ensuring that the election was legitimate. They also call on the state's election system. They call the state's election system, quote, a national disgrace. And it's not just them calling it that. Uh, we had Mary Beth Kuznick. I think she categorized it similarly a, a couple of weeks ago. She's been fighting for oversight of Pennsylvania elections for years with Vote PA. The election integrity group that she founded there, she has been an election judge, an elected election judge in the state, and and basically says the same thing about the state. The laws are terrible. The recount laws are shameful. The voting systems they force voters to use are shameful in Pennsylvania. I think the word she used was insane. The uh, Green Party has uh, sought uh, this recount of more than one million paper ballots across Pennsylvania, as well as a forensic examination of the election system in the six largest counties that use different types of paperless electronic voting systems there. On Thursday, however, here's some good news uh, for our affiliate in, uh, in in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is Lancaster County and Chester County. On Thursday, Chester County began a hand recount that was sought by uh, Green Party-backed voters of more than 190,000 paper ballots cast in 143 of the county's 228 precincts. And in that case, they had to go three voters had to file affidavits in each precinct to seek this uh, to seek this hand recount of the paper ballots that exist, at least in Chester County. So way to go, Chester County. Some oversight will occur there. We'll find out what they uh, what they learn. Way to go, WLRI. Way to go, our affiliate WLRI. Exactly. Um so there's some good news uh, there. We've got some news we'll get to in a moment coming out of the Pennsylvania hearing, which has just broken up the, the federal court hearing. Uh, the uh, the Stein, uh, Jill Stein and uh, some computer scientists and attorneys were holding a, a, a press conference, gave some thoughts on that, on what happened in court and when we can expect a ruling in Pennsylvania. But in the meantime, when the... Uh, the uh, opponents of the suit in Pennsylvania sniffed at the idea of, you know, an outside uh, body, an outside nation state, whether it's Russia or anyone else, uh, you know, affecting our elections in any way, saying, well, that's ridiculous. We don't even need to look into that. Well, you better tell the White House about that. Because today, President Obama uh, directed the intelligence community to conduct a full review of the 2016 election in light of reports of Russian interference. According to a Homeland Security Advisor Lisa Monaco on Friday, the report is expected to be completed and transmitted to Congress before Obama leaves office on January 20. That after uh, the reports in October from the intelligence community, uh, which publicly blamed Russia for the hack of the Democratic National Committee and other political organizations this year, calling the cyber attacks an intentional effort to interfere with the U.S. election process. However, they did not release any uh, evidence to support that. They just told us that was the case, but they did not release the evidence. And now... Many in Congress have been calling on Obama before he leaves office to release that evidence in some fashion. That's what this report, uh, this review should be, uh, is reportedly aimed at doing. Officials stopped short in uh, October of blaming Russian hackers for the probing of state election system, uh, state election systems, however. 
And Donald Trump has fiercely denied that any Russian involvement uh, took place at all in the election. The New York Times reports that Trump has consistently questioned whether hacking even happened, and if it did, whether Russia was responsible. He has suggested that the effort to blame Russia was, in fact, an effort to discredit him and his calls for closer relations with Moscow. Trump repeated those doubts this week in a Time magazine interview, uh, saying, I don't believe it. I don't believe that they interfered. He suggested that American intelligence reports attributing the attacks to Russia were driven by politics, not facts. Uh, maybe we'll learn uh, whether it was politics or facts when this review comes out. A group of Senate Intel Committee Democrats, including ranking member Dianne Feinstein, has urged Obama to declassify and release additional information concerning the Russian government and the U.S. election. All of that at the same time uh, that Jill Stein is calling for these counts in three separate states, not just because of uh, hacking concerns, but also because of error that frequently happens with these machines and just the need for oversight of an incredibly close election. She said in response to this announcement today about this, uh, uh, this security review, she said today's extraordinary announcement by the president should make clear that the threat of hacking in this election is creating serious concerns at the highest levels of our government. This announcement is just a, is yet another indication that the recounts being demanded by Americans across the country are desperately needed not just to verify the vote, but to restore confidence that our election system is secure and the results are accurate. We must also stress that concerns about the security and accuracy of our election system extend into the realm of human and machine error, where there is already evidence before our eyes of widespread machine failure. And we do, in fact, know that there has been widespread machine failure across the state of Michigan. Election officials there have conceded as much, even though that uh, widespread error has resulted in those ballots that were scanned by those failed machines has kept many of those uh, uh, precincts from being recounted at all due to the stupid laws in Michigan. So Stein goes on to say, whether from abroad or from a basement in Peoria, our machines are equally susceptible. It begs the question, what more is needed before politicians listen to the will of the American people and fight for recounts to protect the constitutional and civil rights of voters. They have criticized these uh, accounts for, quote, lack of evidence, giving no regard to the simple facts that the OPSCAN machines and black box electronic machines used in our elections have been proven to be error prone and easily hackable. All right, let's take a quick break and we will come back with more on the uh, on the hearing in Philadelphia today. And also more on the efforts to call for citizen oversight uh, with rallies now scheduled in Michigan and Florida. Yes, in Florida. Did you know there is also a legal suit calling for a hand count in the state of Florida? All of that, maybe some of your listener mail and more after this. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. Remember me, the guy who was warning you about Donald Trump from the day he entered the race, when the rest of the U.S. media were telling you his candidacy was a joke, that he'd never win, and that Hillary Clinton had it in the bag. We told you otherwise from the beginning and up until Election Day. 
Well, we may have been right, but we still don't have corporate or foundational support. We still rely on you to stay on your public airwaves. Please stop by bradblog.com slash donate to support the work that Desi Doyen and I do every day. This country ain't going to save itself, but we can all do it together. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thank you. I gotta get out, give me some of those rays. Everybody's smiling, sunshine day. Huh? Everybody's laughing, sunshine day. I see day. what you did there, Desi Sunshine Day, uh, because we are heading to the sunshine state momentarily. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. The hearing just broke up. The federal court ruling in Pennsylvania, federal court hearing, I should say, where Jill Stein is seeking a statewide recount and forensic examination of the ballots in the ballots uh, that exist, the paper ballots in Pennsylvania and the electronic voting systems. Uh, where 100% unverifiable touchscreen systems are used across much of Pennsylvania. The judge uh, in this federal case um, did not reject it, said that uh, he will take the weekend to make his decision. Whether that decision uh, can be made in time, if it's a positive, affirmative decision, whether that can, can be made in time for these computer scientists to actually do a forensic evaluation of the uh, electronic tabulators and electronic voting systems across the state before the Electoral College deadline. That remains to be seen. They say they can do it. They said as much at the uh, at a press conference today following the hearing um, where Dr. Jill Stein seemed to be encouraged. And uh, Professor J. Alex Halderman, we've had him on the show over the years and have talked about him quite a bit because he's hacked pretty much every voting system that exists in this country. He's a professor of computer science and engineering at the University of Michigan. He responded, uh, gave a statement, uh, and then answered some questions from reporters after the um After this hearing today in Philadelphia, here's Halderman's uh, initial statement. Over the past 10 years and more, I and other computer scientists have studied the kinds of electronic voting machines that we use in the United States. And we've found that every one of them is susceptible to hacking. Doesn't matter whether they're plugged into the internet directly or not, the kinds of people who might want to hack them including powerful uh, nation-state attackers and foreign governments, um, can get around uh, machines that are disconnected from the Internet and attack them anyway. These recount efforts that Jill Stein has uh, been such a, a, a great supporter of election integrity by, uh, by initiating um, are the best chance we have in this election year to examine the evidence and determine whether the machines we have were hacked. But they're also an excellent way of deterring hacking in the future, because our adversaries will know uh, that if they attempt to compromise elections by hacking the voting machines, they'll have a high likelihood of being caught. The evidence on the paper ballots, the evidence on the software in the machines, that's what we're asking to examine. And that's the only way we're ever going to know for sure whether our votes were counted correctly or not in the 2016 presidential election. We think that by looking at that evidence, which seems to me like just a common sense security precaution, 
we can increase voter confidence and help everyone know that their votes really count. It does seem like common sense, doesn't it? Apparently not. Apparently it's an outrageous thought that citizens want to oversee their own uh, elections and find out if they were accurately tabulated. Uh, that was uh, Alex Halderman, uh, computer science uh, professor, and pretty much, you know, every uh, damn near, not all, but damn near every hack that we have ever talked about on the broadcast, that we have ever uh, uh, exclusive uh, stories that we broke at bradblog.com about voting systems being hacked by uh, by computer scientists. Uh, Alex Halderman has been involved in one way or another with almost all of them. So he knows what he's talking about when he says this. And uh, he was asked some questions about whether all of this can be done, whether it should be done, whether there's enough time. Here's a here's a couple of those uh, questions and Holderman's answers today in Philadelphia outside the federal district court. Dr. Holderman, if you could respond to what the expert for the other side said about that, of course, these can be hacked under you know conditions at a university but what about conditions as they are here in pennsylvania with seals and all that kind of stuff well the more that i've gotten to study the voting machines in pennsylvania and elsewhere the more i'm convinced that reality is just as hackable as the lab um those seals they're easy to remove in just a few seconds with a hair dryer or a screwdriver um the uh um, machines that we actually use in practice um they can be hacked by uh, uh, moving malware from the election management systems, uh, the, the central computer in each county, to the voting machines uh, in polling places all over the place. That is not rocket science. This is the kind of attack that we almost every week when we read about it in the papers. You know, if you had asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have said, well, maybe it sounds like science fiction, someone hacking into a country's national election by tampering with the voting machines. But now that um, state-level cyber attacks are such a common phenomenon, there's so many militaries that are building up the ability uh, to commit cyber attacks. I think it's only a matter of time before this happens, if it hasn't happened already. Although you still maintain that it's more likely that the polls were just wrong. I think this year it probably is more likely that the polls were wrong than that there was a cyber attack. But I think they're both significant possibilities. And I think we owe it to the public to do the investigation, to look at the evidence and find out which of those is right. You know, I I think if there's any probability, any substantial probability that our election results were wrong, well, if there's an easy way to find out whether that's true, why don't we do it? It's a common sense quality control. It's a common sense check. Reality is just as hackable as the lab. We owe it to the public to do the investigation. It's just a common sense check. That's once again, Alex Halderman today, just an hour or so ago, outside Federal District Court in Pennsylvania, where Dr. Jill Stein is uh, asking that federal court on constitutional grounds to allow uh, paper ballots to be counted and hackable voting systems to be investigated by computer scientists like Halderman. This all on the same day that the White House has in, uh, announced that the, there will be a national security review of attempts to uh, manipulate, to hack into uh, the election in 2016 by foreign nations. It's common sense. And yet we're not allowed to do it. 
in state after state that tries to do it. Uh, and as far as a, a deterrent goes, well, let me say this. Uh, there will be um, there's going to be rallies that uh, Jill Stein is holding for in, in Detroit. Uh, trying to encourage the Michigan State Supreme Court to uh, restart the hand count that had been going on across the state of Michigan. She's going to be uh, there will be a rally on Saturday at 2 p.m. Uh, and in front of Cobo Hall uh, in um, in Detroit and also over the weekend in Florida on Sunday. There will be rallies held across the state because, yes, a week or so ago, a complaint was filed in the state of Florida asking for a recount, a hand count of paper ballots across the state of Florida. We talked about it a little bit, but just very little because it seems like such a long shot at this point that it's uh, even possible that it could happen. Clint Curtis, he's a founding partner of Clint Curtis and Associates. He's now an attorney. He was formerly a whistleblower, a computer software um uh, a, a code writer who we have had on this show. He was a whistleblower from years ago who said that he was asked by Republican uh, elected officials in the state of Florida cr to create vote rigging software. Well, since he was a whistleblower, that doesn't uh, that doesn't work so well on your resume. It's hard to get a job as a software designer uh, when you've had whistleblower on your resume. So he went to law school. He became an attorney. And now he has. Uh, filed on behalf of three voters in the state of Florida a contest to the election results in the state of Florida, where, if you think about it, uh, Alex Halderman said that uh, it's a deterrent uh, to count ballots. Well, the deterrent, uh, the signal that was sent in Florida back in 2000 was that there will be no deterrent, that you can do whatever you want with the results. We're going to stop the counting. We will never count the ballots uh, in, in a close election. Well, here to join us now to talk about this suit and what its chances are, what its uh, complaints actually are, is Susan Pinchon. She uh, is uh, the founder of the Florida Fair Elections Coalition. She has been fighting for uh, overseeable elections in the state of Florida for at least a decade or more. She's also a key player. If you saw HBO's Emmy-nominated uh, a documentary, 2006 documentary, Hacking Democracy. She was a key player in that film as well. Susan Pinchon, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. I'm happy to be here. Uh, great to have you here. All right. Uh, what are the uh, key concerns in this Florida suit, which seems to me like a, a very long shot, but what are the concerns cited in the complaint that was filed a week or so ago? What are the plaintiffs asking for, and, and, and what are the concerns? Well, there are a number of concerns in Florida. Uh, we have what's called a high invalid vote rate, meaning mm -hmm. the votes that weren't actually counted, mm -hmm. undervotes, overvotes, and invalid write-in votes. And that, that rate is double, more than double, in this election than it was in 2008 and 2012. So we're exploring the cause of that. We're, we, we need to take a close look at that because <clears throat> it's not... It's not mm -hmm. normal. It's not typical of past elections. Yeah, you, you had uh, told me a day or so ago via email that the invalid vote rate was 0.75% back in 2008 and 2012. But this year, 
it was 1.67. So that is a 223% increase over the uh, over the last two presidential elections. That seems like reason to make sure that the, the votes were counted accurately. Has there been any hand counts at all across the state of Florida up to now, or are we completely completely relying on the uh, optical scan computers in, in Florida? We are completely relying on the optical scan computers. In fact, Florida, once we actually got paper ballots in the whole state of Florida, mm-hmm. Florida passed a law we cannot count all our paper ballots. We can only count the undervotes and overvotes in a close election. And a close election is the only reason given in Florida law to be able to recount, not, not any concern over something like I just mentioned, which mm-hmm. is the high invalid vote rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're up against some challenges here, but we, we believe that we have enough evidence to show that we really do need to recount the votes. And another big factor is that a major elections vendor here was hacked before the election. And, um, oh, yeah. VR systems. VR systems, that's that's not a, um, they don't make voting systems or scanners. They're, They're voter registration systems? Yes, they they provide a number of services to Florida supervisors of elections in each county. They provide services in 64 of Florida's 67 counties, uh, including the voter databases, the management of those, the uh, management of the mail-in ballots and the tracking of those, Mm -hmm. and then the election reporting services on election night. So if there's a problem with a voter database, People think, well, if it's not the machines, then maybe it's not a problem. But mm-hmm. if people's political affiliation can be changed, which it could if someone had access to the voter database, if their uh, race could be changed, if it could show that they had voted when they had not voted, so they show up at the polls and are unable to vote, mm-hmm. there are a number of ways that that voter database can be manipulated. Do, do we know if they're... Very serious. So... We are. We have asked that the that the voter databases and the electronic poll books mm-hmm. be impounded. So, do we know? We know that the company was hacked, uh, the VR systems in Florida, <laughs> but we don't know if the uh, if the hackers actually were able to access the voter registration information or not. Is that where that? No, it's been it's been quite hush hush. VR systems does operate in fourteen states. The article, the uh, news on CNN had said uh, a major Florida elections vendor. We actually don't know 100% for sure that it was Florida, but we are quite sure based on that news report that it was. Um, so, and, and, and it's very likely that their servers are all connected, so it might not make any difference which state it occurred in. It's, it's possible that all 14 states were affected. I, uh, I, I spoke to Clint Curtis uh, last about a week or so ago on the, the night, or I guess it was the following day after he had filed this suit at the last possible moment. And uh, one of the things that he, he points out is, and it seems to tie into this voter registration concerns, this Exhibit T in the, uh, filed by Elizabeth Freeman. She was, she's an attorney, and she was working apparently at the um, the problem reporting center for uh, uh, for the Hillary Clinton team on election day, and there was a huge amount of problem reports where voters were given incorrect information 
on their voter registration cards as far as where their own precinct was. And this was apparently in Broward County and in Lee County. Um, she, she cites this one woman who went to about four or five different places. Every time she showed up, the poll worker said, oh, you're not supposed to vote here. Let's see. You're supposed to vote over there. She went to four or five different places. She eventually, I think she may have given up. She was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. Is, is this part of the, uh, the, uh, the concerns? Is this part of uh, a VR systems efforts that could have been hacked? Is, is this what you guys are concerned about? Yes, that that certainly could be one ramification, one result of hacking the database would be to change people's precinct numbers so that they were not correct. <clears throat> and so there are a number of issues that are are very serious that that we're exploring and, and gathering evidence for. And, and we're gathering affidavits from voters on a, on a variety of issues. And yet, has there been any investigation that you know of, of either the voter registration systems or you said there was only hand counts in the event of a a close election in Florida? Is this considered a close election? Have there been any hand counts on on those basis in the state of Florida? There, some of the minor races Uh uh, had hand counts Uh um, in some counties. Uh, There's also, Florida does have sort of an inadequate audit that it does. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, citizens can pay to inspect ballots from any precinct, any county they want to look at, but it costs money. You have to, the election employees have to hold up each ballot, and you can can look at them, you can film them. So we do have some means, but to, to go back and look at these things. But what we're really asking for now is the full hand recount, and full hand count, because we never did count by hand. In fact, seven million, over 7 million of the over 9 million people who voted in Florida voted on a voting system by election systems and software on the DS-200s. Mm-hmm. And those machines, instead of counting the paper ballots, they're counting the ballot images that the machines take a snapshot of each ballot, mm-hmm. and it's the snapshot, the marks on the snapshot that are counted and Hari Hursty who is mm-hmm. a very well respected computer scientist who has an affidavit in our lawsuit and in the Wisconsin request for a hand count has stated that the ballot images are as easily alterable as anything else electronic oh, so to count just the ballot images we really need to be looking at at the paper ballots themselves I've got just a minute or two here, Susan Pinchon, but this this was filed last Friday, uh, just before the deadline for filing an election contest like this. As I understand it, it's filed against Donald Trump himself and his electors. Is there any, uh, but they have 10 business days to respond, so that puts their response uh, potentially beyond the federal safe harbor mandate of December 13. Even if this moved forward in uh, the, the, the direction you'd like to see it, uh, uh, and the plaintiffs would like to see it. Is there actually any time to actually accomplish what it is that you guys are calling for? Well, I'm not the attorney, of mm-hmm. course, but um, the safe harbor statute, mm-hmm. that's, there, was, there were dissenting opinions in Bush versus Gore from some of the United States Supreme Court justices that mm-hmm. the 13th was not the actual deadline that the fourth Wednesday of the month, which this month would not be till December 28th, 
this is not my area of expertise. Oh, I, I have read about it, but... Okay. Uh, last question. I know that you have fought uh, successfully for paper ballots in uh, the state of Florida, and you were so instrumental in getting rid of the uh, unverifiable touchscreens that were once used across much of the state. Uh, until I should add a, a remember that I know you remember that special election for the U.S. House. I think it was back 2006 uh, that resulted in tens of thousands of votes disappearing altogether on those touchscreen systems in that race yeah. decided by just about 300 votes. Do you have confidence now that you do have paper ballots across much of the state? That they are being tallied correctly uh, or by the computer scanners? Or are you of the belief that we have to hand count paper ballots everywhere at this point? The scanners are electronic. They are as easily manipulated as the touchscreen machines. The paper ballots should either be counted initially by hand or there to be able to be recounted by anyone who feels that they're, you know, who has any type of legitimate reason to do that. And I would, I did actually want to just address one quick thing mm -hmm. that Alex Halderman mentioned about seals on ballot boxes. Mm -hmm. In one county, we, we found that they had ordered duplicate sets of seals. So how secure is that when you're sealing you mean a ballot box with a seal that could then just be replaced with your duplicate set of seals? Oh, my so. God. So they have serial numbers on those seals. So you're saying they had duplicate seals with the same serial number on another that's, on another seal? That's right. That's right. That's, a, that's exactly right. And because I remember saying, so now are we putting democracy in the hands of seal companies to say, oh, my goodness, we couldn't possibly provide you with a second set of seals because we have to protect democracy, or is it just their job to sell their products? So... Uh, oh my! Anyway, just another okay. little point of interest. But there's so many, there's so many uh, different aspects of this, so many different facets, and and as you know, Brad, because you've been fighting this fight also for many years. So um, each step, we hope that this really is bringing a lot of attention to this, mm -hmm. and. Uh, we'll just have to see where it goes. I will. Uh, I will post the uh, lawsuit as well as this uh, affidavit that I mentioned. This Exhibit T uh, with, with the voter registration concerns at Bradblog uh, today, and I know on Sunday there are going to be rallies at uh, 1 p.m. around uh, the, the state of Florida in Volusia, West Palm Beach, uh, Kissimmee. Do you mind if I quickly yeah. read that list? Of, they're they're going to be yeah. this Sunday, December 11th, from 1 to 3 p.m. in Jackson. Kissimmee, mm -hmm. Tampa, Bartow, DeLand, Orlando, Miami, Plantation, Florida, Lake Worth, Florida. You can go to Facebook to do a search for Law Offices of Clint Curtis and Associates, PA. Mm -hmm. Go to Events, <clears throat> and it will give you the full list of locations. And we hope people will really, this is, this is a recount rally, and we really want Florida government to know that the people want to know that these votes were counted accurately in this election. Susan Pinchon, founder of Florida Fair Elections Coalition. You you can and should watch HBO's Hacking Democracy and uh, see how they were able to flip the results of a paper ballot election uh, so in such a way that you would never know it unless those ballots were counted. Uh, Susan, where can folks find uh, more info on Florida Fair Elections Coalition? They can go to FFEC, for Florida Fair Elections Coalition, FFEC.org. FFEC.
Org. Susan Pinchon, thank you so much for joining us at the last minute today and for your uh, great work over the over the more than the past decade. It is greatly appreciated, Susan. You're welcome, Brad, and thank you. Nice talking with you. Susan Pinchon of Florida Fair Elections Coalition. Check out them at ffec.org. Thanks, Susan. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more Bradcast right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. My thanks again to Susan Pinchon, uh, which uh, that she was able to join us there at the last second, which means that uh, the promise of listener mail broken promise. Sorry, can't do it. Uh, but I did hear from uh, just out of time, but I did hear from uh, Susan during the break here who says that uh, the attorney is actually filing for an emergency hearing and that they are hoping to keep the electors in this case from being uh, seated on the 13th. So they are actually pushing to delay that so-called safe harbor deadline. Uh, federally mandated safe harbor deadline for December 13 to have everything finalized so that the electors can vote uh, on the Electoral College can vote on December 19 and contradict the popular vote, which Hillary Clinton won last I checked by some 2.7 million votes. But in any event, um, so I don't know that any of this can happen in time in Florida, but it's interesting. And once again, you see all of these problems that the corporate media just does not bother to report on. Very disturbing. And it seems like citizens should be able to oversee their own elections to know, you know, what happened and what didn't happen. <clears throat> OK, very quickly, one um, chilling uh, story here that I want to get your thoughts on, Des, before we go. President-elect Donald Trump, as they call him at the Hill, his transition team has requested information about how the Energy Department operates under President Obama hinting at how Trump will tackle the agency. Trump's team has asked the Department of Energy for a list of employees who have attended United Nations climate events, as well as those who worked on the social cost of carbon metric that's been produced by the Department of Energy, uh, which, out, which is used to outline the climate impacts of agency regulations. The survey had specific questions regarding uh, national laboratories, the top paid employees at each lab, the professional society memberships of staff, and what licensing agreements and royalties the labs receive. Uh, 
This is kind of creepy. This was first reported by Bloomberg. I, it sounds like they are planning some sort of a purge of these people at the Department of Energy. Yeah, it's a really, really chilling story, and it has been confirmed by uh, two different news outlets. Washington Post has also obtained a copy of the memo. Um, one of the things that's that's kind of frightening about this not only is the chilling effect of employees who are you know career people who are there who who do this year after year, administration after administration, attend to meet the mandate of the Department of Energy, and they're mostly scientists. They focus on the science. The social cost of carbon, that is a calculation that is well-established around the world that basically calculates the cost to society of emitting a ton of carbon. So when it comes to healthcare costs from pollution, all of the chronic respiratory problems that people have, asthma, lung cancer, heart disease, all of those costs add up to the billions of dollars per year in the U.S. alone. Plus, there's also the pollution costs of cleaning up after industries, you know, the uh, cleaning up from a Superfund site, for example. So all of those things are a cost to society from the use of fossil fuels and releasing carbon. And that includes the future costs and current costs of climate change impacts like extreme weather. So the costs are not for, let's say, a barrel of oil are not just contained to that 70, oh, 80, 100 dollars. These are the costs that are this not is... included when we buy a gallon of gasoline that are not included in that gallon of gasoline because the fossil fuel industry does not have to pay for using our atmosphere as its sewer for its product. And the Trump team now wants to know who those scientists are who are working on that social cost of carbon metric and other things. Uh, they're also seeking um, information on on agency loan programs and research activities. Yeah, the loan incubator that brings, uh, you know, emerging technologies to help them get to where they can achieve commercial investment. The uh, Advanced Research Projects Agency uh, this is an Obama initiative to fund clean energy projects. They want information on that. Who worked on it? This is scary stuff. It's just a really creepy report. Yeah. But as this I is, said, we're yeah. uh, we're all in this together. So uh, I was glad to see this report from Bloomberg and The Hill and The Washington Post. We saw a lot of this in the uh, during the uh, Bush administration. Uh, you know, purges of, uh, you know, people who were servants. not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're not politicians. Yeah. And, and people who were, you know, were not along the same political line as the administration, that they wanted to get rid of them. They wanted to hire people who only agreed with them. It's kind of creepy. We'll continue to keep our eyes on that and much more uh, in the days ahead. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to Susan Pinchon of Florida Fair Elections Coalition and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. It is, as ever, greatly appreciated. If you missed any portion of today's show or any other, download it for free anytime at bradblog.com where you can also share it with your friends. You can drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com and uh, again, sorry I couldn't get to some of those uh, emails that I wanted to respond to today, but I do read them all, so keep them coming. You can also find us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at The Brad Blog. All right. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.